Welcome to a special episode of the Work Redefined podcast, where we believe your employees are your company's most valuable asset. We are all navigating uncharted waters and need to bridge the generational gap in business. Our goal is to help leaders look at work through a new lens so they can elevate their business and recruit and retain their talent. Today, join Grace and I as we visit with Laura Caroon. Laura is a creative strategist, entrepreneur, and advocate with an insatiable desire to see women succeed. Laura is president and co-founder of Lady Boss Midwest, an organization built to connect and empower women all across the region. Laura believes in the power of community and was recently elected to city council in her hometown of Moorhead, Minnesota. With a background in startups and small business, Laura is always up for conversations about new ventures and entrepreneurship, but her favorite place to be is at home or at the lake with her husband and eight-year-old daughter. Please join me in welcoming Laura Karoon. I am so excited to be here with Laura Karoon from Lady Boss Midwest. And Kelsey and I are just so excited to talk um, and hear what you have to say about burnout prevention, what you think the workforce, really how we can make it better um, and learn more about what you do and um, what you have going on right now too. I know Lady Boss has a lot of events going on. So just to start before we really dive in, Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you work, what you do. Tell us a little bit more about Lady Boss. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and chat with you both. Um, yeah, so I am Laura Groon. I am co-founder and president of Lady Boss Midwest. Um, I am also on the Moorhead City Council. Um, so I was elected in 2020, started in 2021. So I got to dive a little bit into local politics, which has been completely fascinating and very rewarding. Um, I'm also a mom, I have an eight-year-old daughter. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me, Lady Boss. Um, we actually got started in 2018. So my co-founder, Danielle Mo, and I, we started Lady Boss as just, um, it was going to be a one-time conference for women. So we were thinking about how we could create a cool event in Fargo-Moorhead um, and decided we wanted to do something specifically for women and be able to talk about whatever we wanted to talk about um, since we were just doing it ourselves. We didn't have any stakeholders that were telling us what to do. Um, so we created this digital space, uh, a Facebook group. Um, we called it Lady Bosses of Fargo-Moorhead and Really, we were just trying to build an audience and see if people were interested in this event that we were dreaming up. And it was really fascinating and so cool to see that like women just kept signing up for this group. Like we invited our friends and then they just invited their friends and like it just kept growing and growing. And by the time that we opened up ticket sales to our event, um, we only had 50 tickets total to sell and we had 800 women in this group. So they sold out like right away. Um, and we were like, we need to do something with these women who are here. So we decided to um, 
start hosting events and find ways to get these women connected. And we kind of threw things at the wall for a while and we're just like building this community. And it kept growing and people were really excited. So um, we have done three conferences, uh, three Lady Boss Summits since then and have continued to do lots of events. Um, now this is my full-time work um, doing Lady Boss Midwest and connecting and empowering women from all across the Midwest, not just Fargo-Moorhead. Uh, so it's been a really uh, wild ride. It's been a great journey. Um, and it's been so fun to meet so many amazing women from all across the region and um, lift up the things that they're doing. Laura, I know you, it sounds like you've reached a lot of women and it's been a great experience to watch it grow. I'm curious for you, what what do you feel has been the most rewarding part so far about being able to impact women in this way? Um, when I get to hear stories of how the connections that women have made through this group have impacted them personally, um, I met somebody just a couple weeks ago who was like, um, thank you for my job, because I got a job through a connection, through Lady Boss, something that I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, so things like that are really exciting or when people find their dream job. We've had women who have connected in the group and have started their own organizations, their own nonprofits. Um, so it's fun to see what has really transpired and what's happening from there. Um, seeing women who started off with a dream to do something on their own and kind of got connected with different women in the group, um, have used Lady Boss resources and have built their own business and launched and are successful and growing. Um, those are the kinds of things that, that really light me up and get me the most excited. Yeah, it's so awesome to see. And I'm, I'm a part of the Lady Boss group on Facebook, you know, and it's awesome to see all of the women. And it really is just so everyone's always building people up or giving advice. And I love to scroll through there and read all of that. It's always awesome. But so in that regard, I mean, the group is Lady Boss in Midwest, you know, as a whole is growing so fast and growing and you guys are doing all these new things. But what for you, maybe like, what's your goal? I would love to know, like, what do you want this to be? What do you foresee the Lady Boss Midwest becoming? So my goal fits really well with the theme of your podcast, thinking about work reimagined. Um, I want to use this community as a way to really change what work looks like for women. So I'm focusing a lot on women who are entrepreneurs, but also women who are leading in corporate spaces, um, people who are building organizations, who are you know, working in HR, who have the ability to impact what work looks like for women on a daily basis. Um, for some women that's going out on their own and for some women that's uh, working within a already built structure. Um, but I mean, as you both know, there is a lot of room to grow and there's a lot of um, opportunity for us to get better uh, for making workplaces a good place for women, um, supporting them and allowing them more opportunities to grow and to lead. So finding ways that Lady Boss can be a part of that, um, you know, being a part of conversations that are happening around workforce issues, um, talking to leaders of companies, um, seeing how we can be partners with them to 
create change and create sustainable change that will not only be better for the women that work for them, but be better for their business overall. Yeah, it's it's amazing work. And I see that very well easily happening for you guys. So I think you're on the right track to do that. But so you talk a little bit about, um, you know, women in the workforce and whether that's, you know, in corporations or on their own, but maybe in your eyes, just what, what have you seen um, as the biggest workplace challenges companies maybe are facing today? Like, what do you see as the biggest challenge right now anyways? Um, yeah, right now, so many people are reevaluating what um, work looks like to them, um, what drives them, what their passion is, um, what's gonna keep them there. So like two big things that I am seeing right now are burnout and retention as the two big challenges. So figuring out how do we as workers not let ourselves burn out how do managers make sure that their employees aren't burning out? Um, and then figuring out those ways to really feed them, help them grow, um, give them reasons to stay and stick around and not just like feeling like guilt for leaving or feel like they have to stay because of security or paycheck or you know, health benefits, but wanting to be there and wanting to be creative and really invested in the work that they're doing. Um, I think we have this, this view in, in American society, especially where like, if you're not working over 40 hours a week, like you aren't providing value. Um, if you're not giving every single ounce of what you have, that you're not actually committed. And I think that needs to change. Um, we as humans are not just put on the planet to work. Um, there's so much more to life than just working and punching a time clock. Um, work can be a really fulfilling piece of our lives and it can change throughout the course of our lives. Um, but I think that people who are employers have this great responsibility um, to take care of the people that they're leading and figure out what that looks like now. Because what that looked like 20 years ago was maybe, hey, we give them a desk and they can put a plant on it and they get a lunch break and we'll give them a pension, you know, and then they'll stick around for 35 years and then someone new will come. And now people have more options they're more educated, work is changing rapidly. The job that you had when you entered the workforce at maybe 19, 20, 21, that might not even be a job anymore. So it's trying to figure out like, how do we keep people engaged? How do we keep them growing and healthy? Um, so there's a lot of opportunity there, <laughs> but a lot of, a lot of hard, hard, hard questions that people, I mean, especially after the pandemic where work changed for everybody, it was, we worked in the office together and now we work at home and how do we do that? Um, but we got through that in a lot of ways, not always, but I think we can take some of that creativity that we had to use in 2020 and put that into 
some of the other challenges in the workplace and figuring out how do we make things better? How do we not just think about, here's how we've always done it? Because in reality, the way things are are not how they've always been. Hasn't been that long even that we've had a eight to five or nine to five workday. That was different not so long ago. Um, 40 hours a week, having paid time off, all those things are because somebody decided we need to take better care of our people and we need to make some change. So many good nuggets in there. I'm curious. <laughs> I know you're talking about how employers have such this great responsibility to be creative and enhance their culture and do things a little bit differently. I mean, have you, do you have recommendations or ideas of things that maybe you, you have even seen that employers could do today um, to make sure that one, they're taking care of all their employees, but two, even from, you know, a women's, a woman's standpoint, taking care of their women, what are some tips that you would have for that? Yeah. So it's been interesting over the last couple of years, um, working with lady boss, I've had conversations with men who've been asking questions like, how do we support women? How do we attract women to our, our company or even to our industry? And so I ask them questions like, you know, what are you doing? What do your benefits look like? Um, what is the environment like at work? And those are things that largely they haven't really thought about. <laughs> like, I don't understand how that, like, how, so if we have good benefits, then people will be interested in working for us, which seems so obvious to me, but also I'm working with women every day. Like we're talking about these things every day. Um, so super simple things like, do you have a mother's room at work? Do you have a place where moms who just had a baby can pump um, or nurse? Um, do you have um, flexible benefits? Like can people work at different times of the day? Do they have to be there from eight to five? Um, or can they work from seven to four or whatever that looks like for them? Can they flex their time so that they can, you know, go and do the doctor's appointments that they need to do with their kids? Um, things like what is workplace culture like? Um, are there, I mean, this sounds archaic, but like, are there calendars of half naked women posted in your place of work? <laughs> like, things that signal to women, mm, this isn't probably a place that I'm gonna be respected or feel very comfortable. Um, and that's like a really obvious one, but you know, thinking about even sexual harassment policies, like what are those like? Have there been anybody who have come forward with any kind of complaints? How are those dealt with? Um, what is that culture like? Is, does it feel like mm, you'll get seen as a troublemaker or just looking for attention if you say that somebody did something to you that was unwanted and inappropriate or are those things dealt with um so there's a, there like a lot of different things that women are looking for in the workplace that aren't even about like those aren't like the fun parts of work those are just things that women are needing and a lot of that relates to moms in particular and of course not all women are in that stage of life or want to be moms and um but you know thinking about what are those opportunities for growth 
Do we see any women in the C-suite? If not, why? Why is that not happening? Are we advancing our women? Are we making, are we inviting them to the table if they're not already there? Um, you know, something about being a, a woman in leadership in a lot of our um, businesses is you have to be a trailblazer. Not every woman wants to be a trailblazer. <laughs> not everybody feels that need or has that, you know, kind of ambition or drive or um, confidence to always be a trailblazer. So how do we not make women force themselves into places and invite them also so that they can feel welcome to those spaces? Um, so that, I mean, that's just like, some of them are more difficult and some of it are big culture changes. Um, some of it is looking at what are your, what's your mission and your values. Um, some of that might have to change or just taking a, I mean, like the most obvious and simplest answer is asking, <laughs> ask your employees what they want, what they're looking for, what would make their life easier at work. Um, Another, another issue that I think is really interesting that's been brought up a lot since the pandemic is uh, talking about childcare. You know, what are ways that businesses can support um, working moms? Um, can you have a childcare center at your place of employment? Can you give uh, credits for people to help them pay for childcare? Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that that can be supported and we're coming to find that it's a necessity. You know, when things happen, parents have to stay home because their kids suddenly aren't in school because there's, you know, a global pandemic or whatever reason it is, um, that stops business from happening. When parents can't be there, um, they have to take care of their kids. So just, there's so many things, areas, uh, Areas of opportunity for us. Yeah. No, I love what you said. And it really is about, we talk a lot about this, asking what your employees want. And you had you had a really like, I have a list of questions. You wrote in a list of questions that you said just about like, what are the benefits? Do you have a mother's room at work? Do you have um, like things to signal women that it's a good environment? I, that's, that was when, it, like you, you said that it's basic, but I was like, oh. Like I, I kind of don't didn't really ever think about that, but it's probably because it's never been brought to my attention. So some of these things, just talking about it with, you know, employers, because they just don't know. And it's, yeah. I think sometimes it's hard to expect them to know too. But my other question for you is when it comes to preventing burnout or, you know, companies that you've worked with or people you've talked to that are doing a good job, what are some things that are maybe beyond the basics that you've seen people do to help women prevent burnout or um, just have a really good environment? Like, yeah, yeah, beyond the basics. It's been interesting to see some companies lately have been, you know, shutting down for a day or a couple of days at a time and just said like, hey, we know things have been super stressful and everybody needs a little breather. So we're going to give you the day off. Um, that's something that maybe sounds scary to do, but one day, like the world is not going to end. Things aren't going to, you know, the sky's not going to fall if you're not there for one day. Um, 
And if you put that message out there that, hey, we're taking care of our employees, um, so give us a little bit of grace. We're going to have a day off. We'll get back to you next week. Um, I think people respect that. Also, things like um, I've seen some companies are um, allowing staff or their employees to have sabbaticals. I think that's a really fascinating idea. Um, giving people some time away, not only to rest, but like really renew some of their sense of curiosity, some passions. Um, you know, that gives, when people have that mental space, they're just, they're able to be more creative. If they're not bogged down with all the day-to-day, it gives them the freedom to think about new and different things. And having somebody who is refreshed and excited and um, you know, energized and has got that creative, creative juices flowing, like that's only gonna be better for your company when you have employees that are excited to be there and have had that, that time to, to rest and to um, you know, get back into their passions. So I think that's really exciting. Um, I mean, other other ways that people are doing that, you know, companies are really big into team building as far as culture goes. And I think that's great, but giving like real time for that, not just being like, oh, we're gonna take an hour and have lunch. Like that's great. But giving people opportunities outside of the workplace um, not in their desk, um, in a place that maybe they is a little out of their comfort zone or um, they don't have to bear all of the same responsibilities that they do work. They just get to be more of their own person. Um, that's really fun to see companies giving their employees those types of opportunities. But I mean, again, like talking, talking to them, asking them what's going to be helpful, what are what are your dreams for your role? Um, how can I help you get there? Because we have so many people, I think that, you know, they got into a role and maybe it was a great fit for them then, but things have changed. They've grown, the job has changed, the environment's changed, and maybe it's not a good fit anymore. It's a lot easier to get burned out when you feel like mm, this isn't really where I want to be or I'm not really doing what I want to do, but I don't know how to ask to do something different. Um, taking those opportunities to kind of shape roles around people and not just fitting people into roles. So another kind of different way to approach burnout with employees. Those are great points. And I love that. Um, I honestly, it it would, would make me scared as a leader to shut down for a day, but I can totally see the benefits of that. But that kind of leads me to another question I had just popped up thinking, you know, there's probably a lot of leaders listening to this that are thinking, okay, this is all great, but is this really realistic? Or how could we actually implement this? Or is this needed? You know what I mean? Like you would think about a leader who's been in the same role for a long time, does everything the same. They might be really hesitant to adopt one of these new things. So what would you tell them? And someone who thinks, okay, this is, this is dumb, you know, or whatever they would say. I don't know how they would say it, but you know what I mean? Like, what would you tell them? I mean, I would say that it is like, give examples of how it has been done already. Um, One like easy example uh, that I can think of is 
Google. So they're a company that they have to have creative people working for them. They have to have people that can think outside the box in order to keep creating new technology and creating change and these opportunities for people. Um, and so they have to provide that work environment for them to be able to do that. So instead of just doing the regular when people come in, they leave for lunch, they come back, they've done things like make campuses that are like experiential. Um, they you know, provide meals and things for their employees. They give them um, flexibility. I mean, they give them flexibility of working remote before, you know, before the pandemic, before that was a normal thing. Um, they give them some of those opportunities for um, like passion projects, giving them some time for that to get in that more creative space. And like they've done things outside the box and I would say they're a pretty successful company and they have bright minds that work for them. Granted, not all of those things are gonna to translate to every company and not all of those things are um, going to work for everyone. They're not all like necessarily a solution for everyone. Um, and some things like, I mean, this is kind of getting to a, a, a tangent a little bit, but like, do they have all those things on campus so that they keep people on campus so that they never go home? So I keep working. Like maybe that's an angle. I'm not sure. But just thinking differently about the way that work is done, people are attracted to that. People are excited about that. And especially if you're trying to get young talent that is looking for something a little bit different, try it out. And if it doesn't work, you can go back, I guess, but I think you'd be surprised to see that doing things a little bit different is going to um, make your employees feel like they're valued and um, giving them flexibility and some of that autonomy. I think that can really do wonders for your business. So, Well, speaking of kind of doing things a little differently, I want to take that a step further. I know um, we're in this age now where a company might have employees that are 100% in the office. They might have some employees that are 50-50, some in the office and some remote. And then they also might have employees that are fully remote. And so this is a whole new thing that companies are navigating. And, you know, I would, I would guess that a company like, um, you know, a Google or some of those bigger companies might be fairly good at navigating this, but for the maybe smaller companies that don't have a grasp on how to navigate this with their employees, how can, like, how do we work through that and keep employees engaged, especially when they're working in so many different ways? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of that is communication, making sure that you have those open lines of communication and not just saying like, oh, I have an open door policy, come talk to me anytime, but mean it and check in with people. Go out of your way as a leader to check in and see how things are going for them. Um, I think another piece is just being engaged. You want to, okay. you want to make sure that you are doing things to include the people, especially who are working remote, um, so that they feel like part of the team. So what are ways that you can 
collaborate together in virtual ways that like, I mean, we've done different things like that. There are opportunities for collaborating that way. Or are there opportunities for you to bring the team together once a year, twice a year, or something like that, so that they can get to know each other on a more personal level? And then I would say, honestly, like one of the biggest pieces is gratitude, making sure that your employees know that you are grateful for the work that they do, for the people that they are, um, because that I think that really that builds trust. Um, helps them want to continue to do the work. Um, if they feel like they trust you and you're happy that they're there, if there's a problem or there's something that um, comes up that they're not happy about, they're more likely to come to you and talk about it. Um, if they're feeling like they're being neglected because they're remote, you know, making sure that you, you keep those um, lines of communication open and keep reaching out to them so that they know that you see them you value them. Um, and again, those are not, those aren't things that have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't even have to take that much time, but just, you know, setting something on your calendar to be like, hmm, check in with Anna, <laughs> make sure that I've talked to her this week and she knows that I'm, you know, seeing what she's doing, you know, those kinds of things go a long way. Mm -hmm. Well, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but in just talking about you, you know, in your role as a leader and helping all these companies be good leaders and checking in with communication, being engaged, talking about gratitude, but maybe in a sentence or two, um, could you just explain what does leadership mean to you? Um, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it's a lot about what we have talked about, I think. Um, being a leader is being someone who is kind of responsible for their team, for their people. Um, when you're leading them, you are setting an example. Um, so not that you have to be perfect, but being authentic. Um, being a leader, you want to be inspiring, um, you want to be motivating, positive. You want to you know, bring people along with you. Um, a boss and a leader are not the same. There's a lot of bosses who are in charge, who have, you know, are responsible for things, but not necessarily inspiring. Um, being in charge and being inspiring, very different. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people that get put in leadership positions that don't necessarily want to be there or have the skills to be there. Um, and so for those people that maybe just don't have the skills yet, there's, there's opportunities for that. Um, but I think wanting to be there, thinking critically about your place as a leader, what that looks like, how what you do affects the people around you, um, and, and taking ownership in that. Um, the great, great leaders are the ones that you want to follow, kind of regardless of what they're doing, um, that you see something in them that you want to emulate or makes you want to be a better person. <laughs> 
or like, you know, do things differently. Um, I think those are, those are the people that are the best leaders and the people that we want to strive to be. Um, the ones that are inspiring us every day just by kind of being themselves and making other people feel valued. Yes, that's so great. I love that. And you kind of said something about how sometimes um, people put, are put into leadership positions maybe when they aren't ready. And I think Kelsey and I, that's something we've recently just been talking about and how that can have a, a big effect on somebody, but also the idea that everyone can be a leader no matter what time in their life they are. And you said um, great leaders are the ones you want to follow regardless of what they're doing. And I think that's just like, no matter what, no matter what someone's doing, or you can be a leader at any time in your life, um, but it can be for something different, you know? And so I think that's a really great point, what you just said. Well, before we truly wrap up, uh, Laura, it's been so great um, hearing your insights on everything, but I know that Lady Boston Midwest has some very, very exciting things happening. Um, and especially something happening in March. So tell us more and tell everyone more. Yeah, thank you. So speaking of, you know, opportunities to get away um, from kind of the day-to-day -day stuff, Lady Boss is doing our first ever retreat. So we are doing Flow, the Lady Boss retreat, March 3rd through 5th. It's going to be at Grandview Lodge in Missoula, Minnesota, which is a, just a completely gorgeous space to be in. Um, this is one of those opportunities, I think, for deep connection with people. There's something really magical about having a shared experience with other people, something that is outside of the norm. You know, if you've ever been to like camp as a kid, you know that the relationships that you build with the people at camp are so special, even if you only see them for that one week during the whole year. Um, the ability to build those um, those bonds together, um, so that's kind of you know what we're we're trying to do with this Lady Boss retreat. It's a kind of a grown up version of camp and no bunk beds though. <laughs> so, um, I saw the ad in the um, what magazine would it have been in? Was it in the Fargo? I uh, area woman probably area woman okay I saw my mother-in-law saw the ad and she's like do you know what this is this looks amazing and I said oh yes it yeah. does it's <laughs> supposed to be incredible and it's funny my husband just got invited on a, a trip that would I think go over that weekend and I'm like please go yeah. <laughs> and I will go to this retreat no but it looks amazing Laura it looks so cool yeah and I mean speaking of burnout you know <laughs> Having something like this where it is truly a weekend for yourself where you get to be completely taken care of, um, sleep in a beautiful bed and have nourishing, delicious food for every meal that you don't have to prepare or clean up. Um, being in a space that's, um, you know, just being out in nature and being in an inspiring space and being with people um, who are really there to, to learn and uplift each other and to connect. Um, it's just, it's one of those times where if you have the ability and the interest, like definitely take the opportunity if you're feeling like you're leaning towards it at all, um, because it'll be something that will help you. Maybe it'll be something that helps you kind of redefine what you want to do in business, or maybe it'll be something that, 
um, gives you that focus that you need for um, shaping the new year. Um, there's just so many great takeaways I think that'll be there. And also like our speakers are incredible, some really amazing women who are leading in, in business and in healthcare and the arts. Um, and we're also bringing that aspect of uh, self-care to this. So not only is taking the time to go to something like this, uh, self-care, but also we'll be talking about, um, you know, things that women's health issues that we don't really talk about um, and the ways that taking care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually really contributes to your overall success. So very excited. Yeah. Well, it sounds amazing. Where can we find this info? Yes. So go to ladybossmidwest.com slash retreat. That has all of the information that you need. So yeah. And if there's questions, can reach out to me, um, shoot me a message. I'm on social at Loric Room, or you can find us at Lady Boss Midwest as well. Awesome. Well, and we'll put all of the information in our show notes for this podcast. So everyone will have be very easy for everyone to find your information and find information about the event. So remind us one more time, what are the dates for the event and the location? Yes, March 3rd through 5th. 2022 at the Grandview Lodge in Nisswa, Minnesota. Awesome. Well, I hope that um, everyone has found so, so many great little ideas from this podcast, and I hope everyone can come to that um, amazing event. So um, we're so thankful to have you, Laura, and to hear everything you had to say. Um, and yeah, Kelsey, any last words? No, I just really appreciated your perspective today, both about the importance of self-care, but also it really, again, stood out to me that the importance of just asking people what they want. We don't take enough time to just ask and appreciate one another. And I think that goes back to just a lot of the themes of the things that you said today was just being willing to ask. And even if it's scary or outside of the comfort zone as, as an employer, just taking that step and just making that ask. I think that was really great, Laura. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for creating the space for this conversation and for all of the awesome work that you both are doing in the community.